0: We love That's him crazy out. that he that out. we that you worked out a cr three as well, fam. Yeah, It's such
1: a small world, bro. I know, man. It's um, I just made the connect with the uh, forty like maybe last year. So, because it's gonna keep on moving on you.
0: Something wrong with that? Um, so just just like, keep an eye on it. Yeah. Okay. Good right <clears there. throat> yeah, and and yeah, you're good with the audio. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do whatever adjustments I need to do later. Also, even with the with that studio, fam, like, what years were you out here doing that? Because, like, I remember using that studio back in 2018. You know what? We interviewed, like, fuck. That's the first place that we interviewed Chromas. You ever heard yeah. Chromas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we interviewed Chromas over there. We interviewed um, Paris Richards, a whole bunch of, like, up-and-coming rappers in there. Uh-huh. There's somebody super, super, like, Big time that we interviewed in there that I, that's like slipping my mind, but. CR3? Yeah, yeah, but I had the key and I would just go in there on, on Sundays most times and just do an interview, maybe two.
1: We talking to the one on room?
0: It's on, uh. Um, oh, or is that
1: when it was in Kensington?
0: In Kensington.
1: Okay, move now.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's not there anymore. Right. But it used to be in Kensington.
1: Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually got into that, to that with the homie Dusty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who used to be over there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh. 2018, um, I think it was the first time I kind of ran into there, but I didn't like actually record anything at that time yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think, well, the first like person I met out of the whole the whole squad was this guy named Gordo. Salute to Gordo. You know what I mean? So yeah, I did this ski. Yeah. I go way way back now, where I did this uh, Vice documentary. Okay, Vice, Vice reached out. And they wanted to um, do, a, do a documentary on my life, mm-hmm. and at the time I was like, "Yo, I don't know if my life's that exciting, bro." So I was like, "How about we we, we pull in some of these other Prairie Native artists that that I work with?" And yeah, stuff like yeah. And um, so we got you know a bunch of cats on there, and then ended up being Rich Kid hosting it. Oh wow! And it was crazy because a couple months before that, I was asked who I wanted to work with, mm-hmm. and I was a fan That's of Rich boy, Kid.
2: I want to check the cats. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was a fan of Rich Kid, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a couple months later, I looked at the call sheet for the documentary and motherfucker's name was on there, you know? And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Rich Kid? I was, I was happy, bro. I was excited, you know? And that, that was kind of my introduction into, like, the the world of Toronto hip-hop. Like, from, Yeah. I shouldn't say my introduction, but my, like, my kind of in. Mm-hmm. You know because rich rich kid adi papa his manager at the time yeah 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 they um invited me back here so in 2015 i made a trip out i was kind of posted with one of my homeboys like on the block and <laughs> you know like just outside of downtown right mm-hmm. and um i just kind of like just just toured the city, yeah. Kind of getting where I fit in, show up in events, mm-hmm. you know. And then they brought me to the rehearsal factory in Mississauga. And the first person I met out here was Junior T. Wow! Like, it's he's, such a
0: small world. Right? All these names that you're mentioning are all people who have been in my inner circle at some point in time, or still. No shit. Or like we've all worked together in the in our in our up in our, wow. our upbringing. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Keep going, man.
1: Yeah. So he. You know, I pulled up at the uh, the glow station out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and Junior T coming to scoop me up. And I'm with, like, With oh, little sh- locks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he brought me to the rehearsal factory, which is like enough rooms full of different producers and artists and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I walked into this room and there's like eight motherfuckers in there. And it was like Rich Kid, the homie Pops, uh Your, and that's producer pops yeah fire beats trust me man that's my guy right there yeah, man salute pops to pops is, yo. pops is my guy um who else was there crooklyn happy birthday crooklyn mm-hmm. um dj respect okay salute to respect yeah sprocks i think was in
2: there big sprocks
1: you know <laughs> sprocks was up in there and um addy was in there mm-hmm. dz was in there who ended up getting some rec. I got records in with a lot of them already so far, but that day was like monumental for me because it was like, yo, they threw on their beats mm-hmm. and me and pops immediately kind of like, yo, yeah, that heavy bass. Cause yeah, I had the yeah. warpath joint at the time. I just put out this warpath joint mm-hmm. with Toolman. Okay. He and produced, we're going to get into that. A yeah. full breakdown of that. Where he, he, he produced that mm-hmm. and, I played that for them and they are like, yo, what the fuck was that? You know, and then Pop showed me some of his shit and I was like, out of all the cats, everybody was fucking dope in their own right. Yeah. But like out of all them, me and Pop's kind of like, yo, she, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, from then I just kind of like started building, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as time went on, I started meeting more and more folks out here. And, shit, bro. You know, it led to like places like CR three, yeah. you know, or it led to getting into like places like soda, soda studio. Yeah. You know? And I was looking like, to 40. Yeah. Big love 40.
0: Ch- Ch- Bibber, We call him. you know what I'm saying?
1: Before the 40 times. You know hey, what I'm yeah. So I knew a 40 from like way back. Mm-hmm. Cause I was part of a group called team res official. Yes. Yes. 2003. 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight. That's what how long we lasted the run, right? Bro but I had some bangers too, fam. Yeah, thank you, bro. And we, we we made some noise, you know. Um We kept coming out here for the uh different awards and stuff like yeah. that, right? Like indigenous- the, that's Toronto ambiance. We call that bro. Um, different awards, right? Different Indigenous awards. I think it was the Canadian Aboriginal Music Awards that we came out for in 2005. And we met some cats who were doing this like hood showcase, Toronto hood showcase. Okay. And it was like 20 like different hoods doing their thing at mm-hmm. the time. And we were the only native group to pull up and everybody's like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then they heard us do our thing. And then we started connecting with different people then. And one of those people was uh, my homeboy Sham from Black T Mafia back okay. in the day. So yeah. those are some old time things. This is what 2003,
0: 2004 you said? Yeah. Fuck, I probably was there bro. Right. <laughs> I probably was there when we with Empire doing our thing you Yo, know what I'm so yeah, Empire um, and, and okay Before you continue the story Because yeah. the people in the listening audience are hearing this voice The people on the, on the screen are like Oh shit, you got him in the studio? Hey. But the listening audience are our, our purest podcast audience They're like, who's this guy telling these great stories, Right, right? right. So, a, a quick introduction here, right? And you know what, let me go let me go to um my Googles here quick fast. Hold on. Give me yes. a quick second. Cause sometimes they they have like the when you got people who are, are like of, of of a certain status, you get a wiki. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you when you when you look somebody up on uh on on Google, you get yeah. that little write up in the in the section about who yeah, this person yeah,
1: yeah. is, right? I don't know what the wiki though, man. <laughs> I see some like strangers and shit putting in all kinds of information. So I right? so have I'm, to
0: I'll have to fact check it. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a, an intro via the the, the wiki. Okay? okay, okay, bro. All right. So this indigenous rapper and activist, okay, accomplished in the field of music, including best music video, best producer slash engineer, best rapper slash hip-hop album, and indigenous entertainer of the year. Mm-hmm. The awards followed with the success album Indian Warpath, released in the summer of 2014. However,
1: the um Indian what? Summer, bro. They, see that see how I mean? <laughs> but Warpath was a single on the album called Indian Summer. So that's why I got a fact check, you know? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Wiki's fucking around today.
0: Right. right. All right, right now. Um Okay, fuck Wiki. We have in the building right now, okay, an artist that I, I, I'm really glad that we were able to get this popping today. Um, um, I, as I've been doing the research, I'm like, holy shit, man. I can't believe I'm about to be able to sit down and, and, and really pick this person's brain today. So with no further ado, we have Driesus in the mother effing building. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to build some sound effects on there. Bless I think you. I got a, um, a little air horn for you there. Hey. <laughs> So, okay. First off, continue the story because you were talking about the times back in 2003, 2004, 2005, you know, moving around Toronto. Um, there was the, the, the hood showcase. Bunch of different um people in, in attendance. Probably people like Point Blank were there. Um, who else? Um, I just
1: did a show with Point Blank two days ago, bro. Get the fuck out of here! At the Indigenous Cannabis Cup, for, uh, right here. Yeah, and you brought
2: you and brought I, gifts.
1: I'm, I'm I'm gonna smoke some. No, I had to bring some gifts for the boy. Yeah, man. But yeah, we just performed with Noble too from uh, Outlaws. Okay, yeah. So was like, uh, you know, seeing some Pac, some pock shit. It was yeah. crazy. but yeah, go ahead, man. No, so deep. so
0: no, you continue because that time right there was a pinnacle time in our hip-hop scene Mm. there was a lot of people bubbling the internet was just starting to get into its groove where people were like you know getting used to putting their stuff online there was myspace and facebook was just starting to bubble around those times this is right pre youtube Mm -hmm. right yeah so what was the what was going on with your life out there because you came out here you just said that you were one of the only indigenous groups or actually the only indigenous group that pulled up at the time.
1: Yeah, at at that one showcase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I can't remember where we linked up with the person who invited us out there. Mm -hmm. I think they came through to the award show like or some shit. We met them at the club. I can't remember, but they said, yo, you got to pull up to this showcase. And it was like all types of hoods in the building. Right. And different groups. And we were the only native group for sure, like mm-hmm. 100%. And at the time, um, we, we all came, come from out west. So, um, I'm originally from Saskatchewan. That's yeah. where I'm, I'm a Plains Cree and Anishinaabe. So we had to, you know, fly out here and we got involved in the showcase. And, you know, I ain't going to lie. I was like, yo, we're the only native group here, man. Mm-hmm. What are they going to think? You know, I, back then I like, I was still trying to find, you know, like my footing. Yeah. But I thought, yo, this is an opportunity nonetheless. This is a stage for us to rock, mm-hmm. and we we're never scared of the microphone. You know what I mean? So we uh, we hopped on, and you know, we killed it. We it felt it felt good. It felt blessed, and people took to us. You know, yeah. Come yo, I never seen no natives get down like that, man. Yo, what's your name? All this stuff, and then that's when I look, linked up with the homie Sham from Black Team Mafia. Mm-hmm. I know that's bringing you way back, Sham. I, I think he's into acting and all types of crazy stuff yeah, nowadays, yeah. but yo um i still got people from you know from that time man mm-hmm. and during that week um you know this was back in the cd days when people, were, people yo, are pressing I, I, the cds at the stores and stuff yeah or, or like popping in the internet cafes yeah that's actually where i ran into t-r-a trey or the rhyme, rhyme animal. the rhyme animal mm-hmm. he was like sars. he was whipping up some sars mixtape yep and i was like yo what is that you know boom put it in the player for the boys and i'm like yo Empire is doing a show this week. Mm hmm. So we got to go there. And I was like, "Yo, know, this kid, I remember this kid named Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. Yo, secret was, weapon. Trust me, he was fired, bro. So we went to the spot and um, caught, took in our Empire show. Yeah. And, and, and I know that 40 has boots. Yeah, like well, that. that's that that's his first group. It's wild. You know, and. Back then there was this energy out here. It was like. Felt like New York City out here and shit. You know mm. what I mean? Like I should, I shouldn't say like, like you. are anything- so what? Sorry, not to interrupt you. What year was this again? If it was two thousand and two,
0: then I wasn't in the picture yet.
1: No, it was around two thousand four or five. I though. was, I was
0: there. Yeah, I was there though. I was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I used bro. to
1: get super drunk around them times, but I was there. Nah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, drink yeah. anymore, but back then I used to get lit. Yeah, you know. And um, we had a. We, you know, we had a great fucking time, man. And it was, it was monumental to me because like to see that level of of MC in in the country Mm -hmm. was like, yo, you know, Adam Bomb, Toxic, uh, Rhyme Animal, um, Scandalous. Scandalous. All these guys, right? And like Tech Man. Tech, Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I became a fan, you know, and there was this certain like energy in the city that was just huge, man. Mm-hmm. It was like bigger than life to me, you know? And the whole SARS was going on. And yeah. Like, you know, the actual SARS was like going around in time. So it, yeah. it gave this like menacing kind of like, like it added to the SARS mixtapes yeah. for me, you know? Yeah, and the yeah. whole empire clicked. Are you on any of the stars mixtapes? No. No, no, no. Oh fuck. No, nah, we didn't we didn't connect with with we were just like fans of Empire. Mm-hmm. And we, we were just like taking their stuff, you know, and uh it was kind of like looking in looking in from the outside at the time, So yeah, it, and you know, things progressed and we just, we just kept doing our thing and traveling around and and, and uh you know, connecting with a lot of different Crazy integral pieces of Canadian hip hop that mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time would, would, you know, blossom into these, you know, mega, mega, uh, groups and powers and this and that. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, like yourself, right? And, and, you know, even
0: for what's going on now, and you got an upcoming birthday on the, on the 28th, you know what I'm yes. saying? So happy early birthday. Bless, right thank you. Um, what brings you to Toronto? Shit. Because uh, you're like from all the way in, like, Saskatchewan fam, actually Calgary, right? Yeah, now. I live
1: in Calgary now yeah. Um, with the fam. You know, I, I, I like it out there right by the mountains. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm all about the outdoors now. You know, that's where I get my peace. Yeah, that's literally where we get our drinking water straight from the mountain. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm all about that, like trying to tap into vitality, you know, trying yes, to tap sir. into that life stream, because like for so many years I've been wilding out, bro, like. Every day, while and out, different types of substances going in and out of my body. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, Hey, I really appreciate shit like that. The mountains, you know, like that's where I find my peace. But yeah, um, I got booked to do the indigenous cannabis cup, mm-hmm. which was in Tainanaga, uh, about two and a half hours east of here. Okay. It's a res out here that's really heavy on their, like, um, they got mad cannabis shops, like this very heavy cannabis in there. So, yeah. They booked us out there, and then, um, I'm like, you know, a couple hours from the city, mm mm-hmm. you know o v o fest was was popping, popping off so almost we almost al- that's no g- almost
0: got to the third night, and then you know
1: right, yeah, 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 so man. The boy, but like the homies were like pull up, so, mm-hmm. you know, we got all excited and, and then you know what happened, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but yo, I always love being out here and building with with my people, you know, so I'm definitely gonna get into the studio out here, yeah, you know? and uh you know, we actually working on a video. Supposed to, well, supposed to be working on a video out in six nations. Okay. You know what I mean? Got the homies, uh, what is it called? Uh, level up. There's a dispensary out there that sponsors me. Shout mm-hmm. out to level up. Yeah. Vic, And all them over at level up six nations. So, um, yeah, we just out here, you know, keeping, keeping the circle moving, man, working.
0: So, you know, you mentioned even with like the fact that you've, you've, you've cleaned your, you've purified yourself more now, right? Like, You've gotten a lot of the the toxic substances and stuff. And like, even like with weed, you know, you say you don't smoke weed anymore. You're kind of chilling and stuff now, right? Yeah, bro. Now, with the birthday coming up at the end of the end of this month, right? Back in the days, what would an average birthday look like for you compared to like now that you've like, you know, you've, you've,
1: you've found a different kind of peace. Yeah, man, I would be wilding, most definitely wilding, and thinking about where I can go to take that party, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and like, yo, I want to go here, go there, and but now it's like, yo, You need a, a wildest birthday, wildest yeah, birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: probably when I was in Winnipeg, dog. So I was in Winnipeg for quite a few years, and that's like a it's a wild place for me, man. Mm-hmm. That's where like I got all those all my uh, all my demons over mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? No, I'm not to say Winnipeg's full of demons or nothing like that. But my demons, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and like, I don't, I don't even know if I can share that kind of shit. Like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it's, it, I used to get bucked, you know, all the way bucked with it, wild, mm-hmm. and. You know, Were things like, broken that night? Basically, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! We even like tagging up like walls and the tellies and stuff. Like wow, because I had some graph heads with me. You know? Okay, I always like the. You know, I'm always keeping it close with some, you know, some of the graph legends, and I have deep respect for graph, the art, the culture, Dude. because it's very integral part of hip hop music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you know, definitely getting wild. But now it's like this, this. Um, you know, it's obviously comes with growth too, right? Where I like, I like that. You know, I got family, bro. Mm-hmm. I got kids, man. I got five kids, bro. I got, you got five, five kids, eh? Five boys, though. Wow. All <laughs> oh, boys.
0: <laughs> yeah, yo. yo! Shout, shout out my baby boys. I love you guys. No, yo, but also that's proof. Like for anybody who ever wants to know, he wasn't a hoe because you got five boys. <laughs>
1: right. Let's just go with it. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Let's just go with it, man. Oh, no, yeah, trust me, man. And but yo, that's my piece now, bro. Yeah. And I realize how much you need that shit as a human being. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't really realize that without that, you're spinning out of fucking control, dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now it's like it was always on some. What you gonna give me shit? Yeah, bro? yeah, yeah. Yo, it's my birthday coming out. What you gonna give me? Whereas now I'm more tapped in with my community and the needs and like the like the whole ambiance and the whole like there's so it's so many layers to the native community that is not all the way good. It's not all the way blessed. It's, you know, there's some things going on. So Mm -hmm. I feel like instead of taking from my community, especially how I used to like, you know, trap and all this bullshit. yeah Now on my birthday, I'm like, yo, what can I who can I what can I give away? So this year I'm doing something different that we have a barbecue, do mm-hmm. a little show in the city, not this city but my city. Yeah, yeah. And um giveaway. That's that was a giveaway. So native people always have these you know giveaways, you know. Um I just recently partook in a Sundance which is like you know crazy level of commitment, crazy level of uh um, strength needed for that, um clarity, mm-hmm. you know. And at the end they have a giveaway even powwows you know i know you know about powwows yeah yeah at the end they have giveaways and just part of our like our culture right what do they give away at a pow at the end of a powwow man it could be anything there's a lot of blankets you know like pendleton blankets mm-hmm. you see and stuff like that um there's a lot of like toys and stuff for the kids yeah there's sometimes there's food there's always food we have feasts right right and you go pull up to a feast you don't have to bring well you can't bring some stuff that's that's you know it's, it's encouraged, even, mm-hmm. but you can even pull up without anything, and, and you'll eat. still leave with a, leave, with leave a plate. With something. Yeah, yeah eat, and like maybe even like a gift. Nice. So it's like that's like the core. Our core values is when you take because we're always taking. Like I'm not saying like in a malicious way or nothing like that, but we're always getting things right. You mm-hmm. know, whether it be you know cake, guala cash, whatever it may be, opportunities. We always like what I'm realizing now is that people are about giving back, right? And like we're big on tobacco, even you know, like offering tobacco to the literal earth. Mm-hmm. So saying like, "Yo," keeping that connection with the earth, you know, and giving giving away is kind of like an extension of that. Like, you're my people, right? You come and you come and vibe with us. Here you go, yeah. You know, just like that came with gifts for you. That you just, did. That just how, did. That just how I do. You about know? to smoke some moon rocks at some point? Holy! And you know, this shit came from the earth too. Right? Yeah. You know, nowadays it's kind of extra. You know, comes
0: from a few different comes, factories and places like that. Some, but yeah, it's yeah, still, yeah.
1: it's still something that it essentially came from the earth. Facts, bro. Yeah. You know, and like that connection is is vital to me now. Yeah. And like all my life, I was kind of like told about it, but I was too busy in the street kind of jaded by all these these other things that kept me distracted from mm-hmm. my true my true uh connection you know even my true self so like we go deep bro yeah you know? and that is i love to like ground myself now i like to smudge i smudged before i came here and you mentioned that a lot not to interrupt you you mentioned that a lot in your rhyme smudging nowadays yeah, yeah nowadays. I, I hear it Uh, my song bless, Mm -hmm. I said, I wake up, I smudge up creative, bless my body. Yeah. You know, and I even go as far now with my family, we go out and pick these medicines like sage, um, uh, sweet pine, uh, sweet grass. Mm -hmm. And these are our medicines that we use to cleanse every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like, get our head right. And it's kind of like to keep that protection because we're out there with all kinds of, you know, devils out there, bro. Yeah. You know, so. It's, it's, it's probably my most like connected time of my life. And I don't, some people might say connected like, yo, I know this guy, I know that guy, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But if you ain't connected right here, right here and right here, yeah, then you, w- what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and even
0: like to bring up like some current times of things like that are going on as, as well. Um, recently the, the Pope. Right, he was he was in the West Coast at first. He just touched down in Quebec. I'm think I'm sh- sure he's going to be popping up over here in Ontario at um at some point. I think what he, do you, I
1: think he cut back
0: already. He's already gone. Yeah. So now, like he he came out here. He came to do an apology for the the residential schools and and just like the um, the influence of of Catholicism, right, on on the the culture on Indigenous culture, mm-hmm. from two different perspectives. From just like a consensus around you and then from you personally, do you feel an exception to, or, uh, to his apology? Are people accepting it?
1: Um, yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of takes on that, different uh-huh. takes. And I, I don't, I don't feel ways about any, which anybody's take. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their right to have their own their own feelings, their own, you know, how they take in things, right? Yeah. And for, for this particular like situation, millions of lives were affected. If not the people who actually went to these schools, like my family, mm-hmm. like my, my, gra- my late grandmother, my mom, my dad, my aunties, my uncles, yourself, just, myself, I went to the, I actually went to a residential school called the Brett. It yep. was closed down in 97 and like, A lot of people think that it was just older people, but like, oh, I went to, to a school and that time, at that time, the church had been kind of like kicked out of that school, but the traditions that they create or instilled still lived on Mm -hmm. and the conditions were like crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I saw the pain that it caused directly for my family. Right. And I saw how it left us all like wilted like flowers, bro. Like we were very depressed, very, um, no confidence, low self-esteem. I didn't think I could do, I didn't think I was worth. I didn't think I could go out there and get it. I didn't think I was, uh, I didn't think I deserved to be happy. You know, I thought that my, my lane would be just to, you know, drink while out. Go to jail, you know, because like a lot of people that I've seen around me, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. You know, I lost a lot of homies. People are locked up. Lost homies to the streets, to alcoholism, family to alcoholism. And I saw, I used to see my 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 cookum, that means grandmother in my language. I used to see her cry every day, bro, and it was wild because she used to pray to God every day, and it was almost like. Sh- she she was brainwashed right. to think that, you know, she was taken care of by the by this. And I know I'm getting deep on a lot no, of No, I want here. you to get deep on this, bro. Listen, you know like what we mean? got
0: we, this is we we pod in here today, fam. Exactly. Like this is not these, you know, in and out. Hey, what you know, what you up to? What's the next single? And you know,
1: no no no, no, yeah. no I I wanna I wanna get some conversation going Yeah, bro. so you know, just having that very personal, like, I'd always wonder why, why is she? Was she crying every time? Like she would call me into the room, rub her feet, and then she would start crying, like when I was, you know. And then she would pray, mm-hmm. and then I would have other family members who would be like, "I don't want to go to church. I'm gonna go to the sweat lodge. I'm gonna go see my elders. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna get connected with the land. I don't have to go into a building to pray for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I had these different things going on but the things that affected me most was my was my grandmother and she passed away i was actually locked up when she passed away and i didn't realize how much it affected me until later on in life and i kind of started putting things together like oh i remember her telling me fucked up stories about school mm. you know um uh, my grandmother uh irene fable who passed away she's if you look her up on YouTube, you'll see a CBC interview where she talks about being a young girl in a residential school, helping out in the kitchen. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of—I don't want to get too deep, but there's like there's these situations where they kind of pitted us against each other in these schools, mm-hmm. and the the ones who listened, the ones who behaved, and the ones who like followed the rules were let into places like the kitchen you know, where they're able to help the nuns cook yeah. and like, you know what I mean? But the fucked up thing was, is that she like my, my cook too. She would help cook all these delicious meals for the staff, you mm-hmm. know, all these like silver platters and shit. And the kids wouldn't get that. The kids would get the slop. Mm. You know what I mean? The slop buckets, the, the shit, you know what I mean? And all these stories coming back to me. And Irene Favor, my late cookum, that's actually her, right. her cousin. Rest in peace. Um, she has this horrible story about um her working in the kitchen and knowing that this like young ass girl, like seven, eight years old, got pregnant, bro.
2: Hmm. From
1: one of the from one of the priests. So you know the priests were like, you know, and she saw with her own eyes the nuns bring down this baby after this girl gave birth wow and like put her in like nice clothes and stuff and they threw this baby into the infirmary or whatever you call it the fire Yeah, the incinerator incinerator and wow it's on it's on YouTube, man. You can look it up. It's, it's 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 very it was very difficult for me to process that before, but now I can like, you know, speak about it a little bit and yeah. share that story with people because a lot of people don't know this shit, bro. And like she talks about hearing the last sounds from that baby, your grandmother, my grandmother. And right? not somebody you just no. heard
0: or somebody you know from around the way like, no, your no, family. Your
1: family. Yeah. Oof and um it's like kind of describing the sound and also even the smell bro and that that hurts even now to share that kind of shit Mm -hmm. but it has to be because like everybody's under this cloak that like we're in this like you know canada is a nice
2: place you know like man
1: It was real and i know that happens in so many other instances you know Mm -hmm. um my mom went didn't go for a long time but she remembers going in with my uncle her brother and as soon as they walked into like the doors they were separated right and of course there's like when i went there was a girl side and a boy side right so of course they were separated that way but they were also told not to talk to each other interesting and they got in shit if they were like
0: Yo, yo, hey. So, and not to interrupt you, not to talk to each other in school, but outside of school, it's cool. Or is it? Is it? Does it get like conditioned in your brain yeah. that
1: even outside of school no. is not cool anymore? Yeah. So That's she remembers false. just silence, bro. She remembers it being so silent in schools because all the kids were like, nobody wants to get fucked you up. You Say something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the teachers fuck you up for saying shit. Yeah, for real, like one hundred percent. You know and. So that was breaking down the family, mm-hmm. the family model. Like they had a, they had a, a, a mission, bro. Like some of them, they're called missionaries, dog. Yeah, they had a mission to kill the Indian. No, what is it? Save the man. No, kill the kill the Indian, save the man. Something like that. Wow. Or kill the Indian, save the child, or something like that. Was their like mission? I remember like. It, I can't, I can't quote it right now, but like, that's a very like kind of famous quote. Mm -hmm. And, um, they broke down our families that way. And yes, sir. And, you know, by doing that, they confused us, you know, they, they basically made it feel like it wasn't, you know it it wasn't cool to talk to your family or it wasn't right or like you shouldn't so it broke us down psychologically mm-hmm. physically if you if you actually you know spoke out or if you did something wrong I've heard stories of of nuns making um kids like put their faces in their in, in their in their pee if they pee the bed or if they like you know, shit the bed or something. Yeah, Putting yeah. their faces in it, you know, making them like fucking eat it, you know, stuff wow. like that. Like, this was happening in, there's schools all over the place, bro. You know, my, my residents all school, over Canada. All over Canada. The U.S., too. You know, yeah. North America. We call it Turtle Island, you know, like, cause it's, we don't see it as Canada, U.S., we see it as Turtle Island. It's like, we're all the same people, mm-hmm. right? And there was no borders back then, right? And, So with the schools, they knew what you're doing. And I see the effects now to where there's a lot of fighting in families. A lot of brothers and sisters don't know how to to communicate to each other. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to communicate with ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of kids are lost. Come out, come up. Like I work in a lot of native communities now um, as part of my work. You know, I get booked to do a show, but. My favorite part about it is connecting with that community and getting into the classrooms. You know, sometimes we'll, we'll tap into their creativity because that's what helped me get out of my little box that, mm. that I was in. Creativity was the key for me to be able to voice the shit that was going on. So for me now, when I see young kids, like you go into native communities, a lot of, oh, I don't have a long sleeve, but they're like, they got the long sleeve right here. And they're like, they won't look at you, right? Or they'll have their head in the desk, you know, like, you know, when we first get there, you know, and then we'll work with them for a couple of days or something. And then I literally see them like, you know, like a wilted flower, like, you know, all of a sudden by the end of the trip, they're rapping, they're singing.
0: What's, what's, what's has me blown back is that you're telling these stories and I'm going, uh, while I'm listening to you tell the stories, my brain is transitioning from back in the days of what you're explaining. And then you're explaining now of how the people are as well. So I'm just like, that's, what's catching me. It's like, wow, this is still happening now, mm-hmm. right? So then the, it makes the Pope's apology really not feel
1: like enough. Facts bro, that's what I'm saying. That's why, that's why I'm giving you that backside because the back end of the story, because you see, literally see examples of that lockup in people on the street people think that native people are just drunks on the street. Those Mm -hmm. guys are locked up in their own minds. Those are a perfect example of that conditioning and that, and that abuse Mm -hmm. that we suffered. And I've, I've read up on like, um, a little bit up on like the effects in some of the, um, systems of like slavery. Mm -hmm. And I see so many, like so many similarities but they wanted to break you down in front of your family. Yeah. You know, they wanted to em- 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 emaciate. Is that the right word? I'm not sure if that's the right word, but you know, like basically take away your manhood in front of your family. Emasculate. Emasculate.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: and, um, and they also, the separation of the different African tribes as they as they put them on the boats and stuff like that, mm-hmm. just so that like, when they reach the mainlands of over here in turtle island Mm -hmm, right right, that they wouldn't know their history right so you know Mm -hmm. for us uh, over here in canada we're blessed a lot to you know know okay um i come from nigeria i come from um barbados jamaica and different places like that right Mm -hmm. but a lot of americans they don't know exactly what their lineage is because of the separations on the boats on the way here Mm -hmm. right so they don't know that They have to go and do those 23 and knees and all that so that Mm -hmm. they can find out that they have, uh, um, um, Zimbabwean blood and different things like that. Like they have no idea. They're like, I'm from Kansas or I'm from, and that's cool. Like it's no this to them. It's just, it's not cool, but it's no this to them.
1: No, I see you. It's just that it's, it's, it's the same thing. The separation. Separation, bro. Right. Like to, to, to throw you out of the loop out of that. Because circles to us are very important. And circle to me represents community, right? Mm-hmm. And like without that community, you're not whole, right? Like you, you're spinning in your own little, you know, loop. Yeah. And that's when I see these cats on the on the street. They're spinning in their own little loop because mm-hmm. and they don't have nobody to reach out to to make that circle stronger, bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So exactly what you're saying is like they they confused, you know they just like with the schools, like they might take somebody to this school and then the sister to that school. Or if you're in the same school, you cannot, can't talk to, you each, can't other. Talk to That's each other. So you crazy. couldn't speak the language. You know, I seen this picture recently of this artist, uh, they're throat singers mm-hmm. from, from, um, I don't want to get it wrong. I think they're Inuk people, um, like Inuit. Okay. From up north. And they have this, this group called Pilk Silk. And um, they're dope as fuck, but they're al- I think it was a, I don't know if it was their album cover or just a post they made, but it, they, during all this time, everybody's pulling out their own like residential school posts, mm-hmm. you know, like even up there and you see all these in kids, you know, in classroom and there's a big sign in the back says, do not speak Inuit or whatever it was, do not speak your language.
2: Wow. You know, what I mean? so like they would cut our
1: hair, you know, that's why for me, it was important for me to grow my hair back. You know, I got my sides shaved and all that. But like, it was important for me to have a braid. Oh, my, all yeah. my sons have braids, you know, and they love it. They're like, yo, mom, can you braid my hair up like mm-hmm. that? And to me, it was like, Shh.
0: No, though no. that, that explains about. a lot too, because I see a lot of indigenous guys with longer hair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a sign because they've made you cut your hair before. Yeah. Me as somebody from the outside, right? And I'm not like always doing a bunch of studies. I need to speak to people who are in the culture to know these things, right? Yeah, yeah. Ah, No idea, fam. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And and that's another thing where they they emasculated us to where it's like, oh, why you got long hair, man? Mm. You know what? Like, you know, you a girl? You know, like and a lot of the times my kids And look, I'm sure they weren't saying girl, they're probably saying you a bitch. Yeah, or some shit like that, yeah. right? You know, and my kids, when we go out in public, a lot of the times the, the other little kids are like, Are you a girl? You know what I mean? Stuff like that, right? Yeah. And it's like that's how far it's made it into the into little babies, bro. No, it's 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 still in our society today. 100 percent Yeah. Know? And 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 like uh I kinda liken it to like like even the movie avatar mm-hmm. i know it's fictional and all that but like they use like native people as like the premise for the avatar mm-hmm. where they had these like long braids or whatever and they would connect to their to their uh like their animal or whatever yeah 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 and it, you know they like connect and that was a power source right that's how i liken it our hair you know it's like it's like it's part of our, our, our prayers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's very important for me to show my, my kids that. And now, you know, and, and to go back and learn my, my, my language, go back and learn the ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Cause they were banned up until like, se- like seventies, bro. You know what wow. I mean? Like wow. they banned the potlatch for the, for the West Coast. Natives like there's so many different groups of natives. And that's one thing I want to tell people out there, too, is Mm -hmm. that we're not just one tribe. You know, we're not just one native tribe. There's literally I think there's. I don't want to I don't want to say this wrong, but there's hundreds of tribes, you know, Mm -hmm. and all over Turtle Island. So like we have different different languages, different dialects, different customs, different ceremonies. Um, different ways of handling things, different ways of handling life and death. So like we're different nations, you know what I mean? So like, uh, a lot more complex than people, you know, kind of take us as, you know?
0: My bad. Let me ask you a couple questions even like from like your history going back, right? Yeah. Born in the early 80s, uh-huh. right? You're and I'm going to try to not fuck up this word. Anish
1: Anishin, Anishinaabe, Anishinabe. Yeah, some people say that I think you know, there's different ways people like like I said, there's even different groups of Anishinabe people. Mm-hmm. So I come like Toronto? a lot of my people were here originally mm-hmm. there's there was a couple of groups there's anishinaabe and there was hudanosaunee okay. okay which is like mohawk iroquois uh cayuga and anishinaabe groups were like
0: y'all is cree and and, and uh ojibwe
1: yeah so crees a different a different tribe yeah that like is more. Mainly in the plains, but it kind of stretches across. It's actually the biggest tribe in the country. Okay. So, like, even with the pope stuff, like, people are like, "Yo, Cree people gave the pope a headdress," but there's like so many different types of other crees. They're like, "Nah, not us." You know, that was those guys. Mm-hmm. But like, that's a whole nother whole another thing, right? right? Right. But there's literally like I think 250,000 creeds in the country, and then there's like I don't know how many Anishinaabe but We originally came from the northeast and through like colonization, we were pushed inwards, you know, to where I'm part of the Soto. It's called Soto, which is like the wing, the furthest western wing of Anishinaabe people. Okay. We got pushed all the way to the prairies, right? And that's where my Plains Creek side comes in too, from the prairies. Mm -hmm. And... You know, we got pushed in from both sides, from the settlers on the west, settlers on the east. And then, you know, we had some wars and shit. And that's, so we we're like, Hey, we're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, that gets deep. And I, I'm still learning about all that right now as we speak. You know? Right. But definitely Plains, Plains Cree and Anishinaabe is who I am. You know? And, and you grew up in Muscogon, Saskatchewan. That's where I'm from. That's my, that's my actual, like, um, Reds. You know okay, know I mean, so we have nations like Anishinaabe and Cree mm-hmm. and Mohawk, Blackfoot, um, Haida. All these, there's tons. Mm-hmm. But then you have reserves that are part of these nations, mm-hmm. which are smaller communities. So someone might identify as, "Yo, I come from Missougan," or someone might say, um, "I'm Anishinaabe," or you know what I mean. There's all these different little. The subtleties that make us who we are. So I'm from Muskalgan, which had a, which had a residential school on there. Mm -hmm. It's still standing, but it's like, you know, gutted and shit. Um, but I was born in Saskatoon, you know, and, you know, the west side of Saskatoon is full of like all of those kind of results of colonization. Like there's, you got your gangs you got your alcoholism you got your crime you got your you know all that shit Mm -hmm. you know and that's where I was born and my mom she was kind of privy to all this like I don't want I don't want my son to run through that gauntlet yeah so she tried to bring us out west to Calgary okay where I got to like go to school with with uh you know, Vietnamese, one of my best friends was Vietnamese coming up. and like, Uh, you know, Jamaican cats even, you mm. I, know, like I got in, I got into the food, you know, I yeah. grew up, the stew chickens and all the good stuff, yeah. oxtails, you know. I got to, I to, got to, to experience
0: get, different cultures. Experience. And and before you continue, um, you say your mom brought you out there. So your mom and
1: dad didn't stay together after Saskatchewan? No, I don't, like, I can't, I don't really know how long they stayed together, but my dad wasn't really, Part of the picture. Yeah.
0: And and also
1: before you continue, did she just bring you or did you have like a
0: bunch of siblings to come with you too? No, it was just me. Oh, so your only child?
1: Yeah, I was oh, blessed. Oh shit. Well me I too. have a little brother now. Okay. But at the time it was just me and her. Yeah. So like I I was lucky, bro. I, like,
0: I have brothers that I found out on my dad's side. Oh, I, I got enough brothers, over there, bro. <laughs> and then or sisters. I got a bunch of sisters on Me my too. dad's side because yeah. my dad was a hoe, right? But yeah, <laughs> same, bro. You know what I mean? But you know, it, you y'all moved the two of y'all down to to Calgary, yeah. right? Yeah. So what's that like? Because that mother son thing, it's like it's like a different dynamic because it's hard to just control. You're the man in the house, fam. Yeah. So it's hard to just keep you in line, bro.
2: Yeah.
1: No, I that I, I went out and I was wilding, you know, like the, but the thing is is like it was a different I don't know, it was like it was like what I said with different cultures, you know. Mm-hmm. I was running with all different types of cats. Yeah. And so one thing that wasn't happening though was talk of my culture, my religion, oh, I shouldn't say religion, my my uh my spirituality. Yeah. None of that was was in the picture yet all it was was like you know um whatever have you in the streets or uh my favorite thing of all of all time hip-hop music mm-hmm. came to play. like biggie cypress oh, trust me um who else is there uh well, psycho even, realm yeah but even before that when i was younger like people like uh Crisscross. Holy. You know, like, I'm old head, bro. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. Mac e- e- make you make it jump, jump, bro. Yeah, but even people like Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Know, um, hmm. NWA. Yeah, yeah. You know, EZE. e hmm. Especially e and shit like that. You're probably
0: on Buddy, too, the, 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 the um, Native Tongues collabo with De La Soul yeah, of and course, Tribe, Of course. course. Yeah, you YouTube,
2: probably, okay, All, on all
1: that. that stuff. Uh, what's the, you know, what's the scenario or, or whatever mm-hmm. like that, that shit, you know, bust rhymes. I got deep into it, you know, um, ice cube, America's most wanted mm-hmm. ice cube was my favorite, you know, like, yeah. cause he was like, to me, it was like, when I saw hip hop, like ice cube, it was like, yo, I want to be able to speak on shit like that. yeah but I, I don't know how, I don't know where to start. I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. So I gravitated to that voice. Like
0: America's Most Wanted album, Lethal, lethal yeah, cause Injection. Yeah, because
1: they were, they were just, he was just talking shit that like, he was talking a lot of political shit at the time a too. A lot. You know
0: what I mean? And that's when he hooked up with Public Enemies producers, The Bomb Squad. Too. Bomb Squad. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And that's when he did the America's Most. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, which led to like, you know, I used to listen to Hieroglyphics, which is, you know, Souls um, of Mischief. Uh, Delta the Funky Homosexual. Delta the Funky. Catch a Bad yeah. One was yeah. in my jam back yeah. in the day. Um, which led to like all types of different like i could go for days on that you know so
0: there's that time right and you know i do my research so that's how i pulled out the biggie and the cypress because that's another era that's like the early 90s hip-hop right or even like getting towards the mid-90s of hip-hop right is the early um stuff didn't make you want to rap was Mm -hmm. it the later stuff or were you always wanted to yeah. hearing the early stuff make you want to rap too
1: yeah i always wanted to i just didn't know how to how to at the time how to get my voice out mm-hmm. but hip-hop was was the key to unlock me yeah literally like it, i might have been like you know biting in some styles here and there in the beginning because like i didn't i didn't you know i didn't have my own footing yet mm-hmm. so like like i gravitated to ice cube you know like the chubby guy uh biggie smalls because he's a big ass dude i was like like, yo he i was like if he can do some shit like that i might be able to do something like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. but a lot of my people a lot of people around me not just my people were like you can't rap you're native uh you shouldn't be doing that Mm. yo you're whack no 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 all this stuff right and that was a a barrier at first but i started like just doing my own thing um in in my room and shit right yeah cuz i was like introvert too right so if i wasn't with my boy foo who's a vietnamese cat um i'd be in the room but every time i was with him he'd be like yo let's go to uh sam or whatever the fuck it was at the time and steal some tapes stand the sam the record man yeah you know what i mean yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, we yeah. would go know teach some tapes bro mm-hmm. and like we gift each other tapes christmas like i remember one year he gave me the chronic and i gave him like snoop dogg's first album and shit you mm-hmm. know what i mean and like it created this like energy right so it, whenever he wasn't around i would go and grab my late cookums boom box yeah 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 and i you know back in the day i discovered that you can like There was one radio show in Calgary that on Sundays from three to six, it's still on to this motherfucking day. Shout them out, shout them out. CJSW ninety point nine. You guys are very integral in my hip hop upbringing education. I would tap in every Sunday. We'd be like, "Yo, get your shit ready, Mm -hmm. record, keep up," you know. And then boom, they were playing all all the hip hop shit from three Mm -hmm. to six. Hit that record button, and that's when I realized I could start to make my own little mixtapes. You know what I mean? And then one day, while I'm making a mixtape, I started, I don't know what I did, but I was like rapping along with the shit, the song that was on. And I went back a few weeks later to check that tape to listen to it. And I heard my voice on it. Because hmm. I don't know if you remember back then, certain models of those like boom boxes acted, the speaker acted as a microphone. As a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. That's my fucking voice, yo, that's my voice? I'm like, ah, oh, shit. What if I mess with it a little bit? So I started like, yo, I'm just gonna record my voice solely. Mm. I would even try like, you know, speaking. the- <laughs> So you're like rapping into the boom Yeah, yo. <laughs> like, just like, cause I was by myself and you know, I was whatever, right? And I would literally, shit that I didn't know how to say to people in real life, mm-hmm. I would say to this thing. Even like, like girls and shit, yeah. Bro, everything. Get your shit off. And I would listen to it back and I'd be like, if I was a rapper, I'd be like, oh, I can make that sound different if I just do this. So I discovered my voice with, with the boombox. Mm-hmm. And then I started like thinking, okay, I could rap. So I started writing little raps. And one of the first raps, I don't know the exact like, cadence or any of that shit, but when I look back and think about it, the first words to ever come out of my pen was, "I'm a Cree child," rhymed it with freestyle, mm. buck wild, juvenile, or something like that, right? Yeah, 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 bro. My very first raps, I was trying to tell you who the fuck I am, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that blows my mind because hip hop did that for me, you know, and yeah, your
0: voice basically, yeah. And yeah. my mom
1: was so supportive of it, like she would just, you know, she would she wouldn't care if I was playing all this music, she wouldn't be like, turn that shit off. She'd be like, she would start to like it herself. Yeah. And even my, my, my late auntie Sharon, she used to pull up and listen to Ice Cube with me. She'd be like, play that new Ice Cube. Yeah. You know, and I literally remember sitting there playing Lethal Injection, the tape from Ice Cube, with my auntie. Mm. You know, and we'd just sitting there and I'd be like, yo, this is cool as shit that my, my auntie likes this shit with me. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it even grew that, that sense of, of uh, the bonding of your family with your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: exactly. So that's, it's crazy. That's dope, man. Right? Because usually um parents are like, turn that shit off. There's right. a lot of cursing, all that shit, right? Yeah. But the thing is, I and I feel like maybe they can hear and identify with what Ice Cube and different rappers who were pushing that political angle were saying. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why mm-hmm. turn it off?
1: They're speaking the truth. Yeah. I wouldn't play like Two live crew or none of that shit (laughs) around my mom. Something with a message. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, um, Tribe Call Quest, um, you know, people like that. And Mm -hmm. I kind of, I kind of knew what, like, Ice Cube was on like the kind of extreme end of that, but it was so dope that my auntie liked it. So I was like, it was literally connecting me with my family and I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of repairing those connections. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when I think about the grand scheme of things, hip hop, I just said this yesterday to my homie. We had a—we were up to like 3 a.m. having a conversation last mm-hmm. night at the B&B, and I was like I, telling him some shit that he never knew about me and how hip hop music unlocked uh, a certain sense of confidence and sense of self in myself mm-hmm. and literally brought me back around to my own culture, mm. that power, that strength. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. And even with your songs, right? Um, as you like started making music, and that was like what, roughly around 2000. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Five, I guess? No, it before it? that. 2000, let's say.
1: Yeah, yeah. You started yeah. like
0: releasing music.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. we started releasing music around, I think, 2002.
0: Okay. And, and this is just from my research, right? Because you were mentioning in an interview, um, salute to the LA natives, right? I was I was watching the, the podcast episode that you did with mm. me, right? And mm-hmm. you know, you're explaining how you went from like talking more thuggy thuggy stuff to like getting into more the, the indigenous culture and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Then you dropped Red Winter, right? That shit hit a million, fam. Yeah. <laughs> when you get a music video that hits a million on YouTube, yeah, something different happens. Fact, Talk to me about that.
1: Shit, it was such a crazy time In 2012 I was I decided that my son, my sons at the time, I had two sons by then. I, I wasn't a good dad at that time, bro. Yeah. I was in the street, bro. I was I was pushing crack. I was, you know, I caught crack charges around that time. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, still robbing people, still getting Rob back, you know, and I started thinking, man, this is not no way to live, man. Like, I don't I don't belong in a box. I don't belong in a cage, bro. Yeah. You know, um my son, like, he called me out of the blue because he was living in Calgary. And he's like, I was in Winnipeg wilding. And uh I was coming off of a case and mm-hmm. my son was like, When are you coming home? Wow. And me not having my pops, it hit me hard as fuck because I could never say that to my dad. Mm. I couldn't even call my dad, dad. I remember like when I was a kid, I'd be like, hey dad. Like, and I couldn't even say it loud enough for him to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I heard that, first of all, I thought big ups to him for having, you know, being able to say that. Mm -hmm. And it changed something in me. And I was like, I'm not, I don't want to give up my life to these streets just because the streets want me to, Mm -hmm. or the streets want me there or whatever the fucking, I thought it was, you know, or the, or the, the fiends need me or, you know what I mean? Yeah. My sons need me. Fuck the fiends, you know? Yeah. And no disrespect anybody who's stuck in that, that loop, because I know you're going through some shit, but at that time I was like, fuck all this. I need to get back
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know and some wild shit happened to where you know the streets tried to bring me back one more time and Mm -hmm. just about took my life you know and i was like hey that was my i don't gotta get i gotta go back to my kid right and as soon as i got back there was this i don't know more movement popping off it was like this resurgence of of indigenous like um activism indigenous uh pride you know um all these people started like realizing that, yo, this Harper government is trying to fuck us over right now with this new bill. I think it was Bill C C forty five. Yeah, I remember that. And you did, you take mad shots at Harper and those in those early yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm like get him right, <laughs> yo. So we, I went back and I took part in my first like protest rally, where we literally marched from this res called Morley, Alberta on the highway one and during all these dark times in in winnipeg there was times of like light that kept shining through like like to tell me like yo there's something bigger here than what you're doing Mm -hmm. and sometimes the dark had to bring me to that to that light right you know it's like i ended up going through like the system in peg and i got out into this like I got released into this like rehab program that was like court ordered. Mm-hmm. And there was this elder in the back. Cause they had this like clearing in the back that was like land. Right. And this elder named Stone Bear, shout out Stone It's my OG. And, and also salute to all the people behind the wall. Right.
0: And, and especially The native guys behind the wall, right? right? Like, you know, not to, not to like to single anybody out, but y'all really keep it 100 in there. Like as, as a man who's been down below, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You guys, y'all have, um, um, ceremonies and stuff like that. I I respect it, fam.
1: Keep going. Yeah. Um, shout out to everybody behind the wall, man. I got, I got, I still got people back there and, Hmm. um, the elder. Yeah. The elder Stone Bear, he, I walked in cause I was able to like rock my shit again. Right. Cause I was, I think I was in a, like a provincial Okay. and then I went to this program, so I had my J's back, mm-hmm. you know, I was heavy. I'm still into J's. I got J's on right now, but, um, uh, back then I used to rock a lot of gold and diamonds and shit, mm-hmm. big ass, you know, diamond earrings, big ass gold chain with the diamond pendant, oh, you know, man. all the rings and bracelets swag. So I'm walking in the, in this rehab joint like that. And he he sees me and he's like, what the fuck are you doing in here with that shit on, man? And laughed at me. And I was like, how are you going to laugh at me, bro? I thought I was the illest shit, right? On the street, you know, I was like, yo, you know, I, I, got, I had it all, I, I thought, right? I had all the little, little pains, you know? Yeah. And that changed my life when he laughed at me, bro. Like first I was offended, but then he's like, what you going to do with all that shit? You can't bring that shit into the sweat lodge. You know, meet mm-hmm. me in the back tomorrow, 5 a.m. And usually you had to go through this process to get to the back to work with him. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a month or two process, but he saw something in me right. and said, get in there.
0: So all that freaking gold on your neck. Say, this this man needs saving. That. Yeah. <laughs> yo, so he's like,
1: he's like, you can't do, you can't get in there with that. So you got to take it off. So. Like, we think of, like, the lodge as, like, going back into the, to the womb, bro. mm mm-hmm. Going back, like, almost like we're going, like, taking a little walk into the spirit world. Mm-hmm. So, in the next few months that I was there, I think I was there, like, four or five or six months or something like that. And he taught me about Anishinaabe culture. How to, I didn't know how to cut wood at the time, bro. I was such a city boy. hmm You know, he taught me how to chop wood, how to pick the right... Grandfathers and grandmothers, which are the stones for the sweat lodge, Mm -hmm. how to start a fire, how to tend the fire, how to take care of the people in the lodge. You know, it's called a skabe, which means helper. He taught me how to be a skabe and take care of people. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I had this sense of like, whoa, I'm not breaking down anybody with this. I'm helping people. Yeah. Especially people who are coming from like lockup people coming from a hard addiction. Some people were coming off of like heroin, crack, every you name it, right? And I felt this sense of like, whoa, I'm helping somebody now. Mm-hmm. And that felt a lot better than taking, you know what I mean? So here we get back into this giving and taking, you know, Yeah, you take, you give back. So he taught me all these things, including like songs, like Nishinaabe songs. That stay with me to this day. And mm-hmm. I sing with my kids, like, even when I'm on the road, I'll get on the phone and I'll sing them. Right. Sing my baby, he just like goes from ah to like. You S-huh? know?
0: When you um like okay, now that like you have like the music videos is out, right? And like you went on after and you put out the, the another song, um, Red Winter, that, that also hit like not Red Winter, Warpath. Yeah. That hit millions. Right. A couple mil, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: this is all after those times.
1: Yeah. So let me just tie that in really quick before we move on. I I can go on forever. Like, the story runs in different ways forever. But the thing is, is like, when I got back out west and I went on that that march for the first time, I felt like that feeling again. Mm -hmm. And this time I brought a drum that I made with Stone Bear with me on the rally. And I started singing some of those songs that I learned. You know, and people were used to me like, yo, y-da-da-da-da-da-da da, 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 rapping, right? And then they heard me and like, yada, da, da, da,
2: da. taking it's it back to like the
1: roots. Different, like people when I sing now, people were like, you know, like yeah. what? Yeah. big, you know, it's big, you know, like And uh, you probably didn't know that you had that in you. No, no, not at all. Ever. I used to see like powwow dancers, like, cause I didn't come up, our family was completely like almost sterilized bro Mm -hmm. so we didn't have like a powwow family we didn't have like dancing outfits and drums and all this stuff right so i felt this sense of like community when i was on this this march this rally and we took over one side like one lane of the trans canada highway we took over and in taking that over um you know, I felt this sense of power and this sense of community that I never felt before. And like, okay, this is where I belong. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I belong with my people. And not only that, I also got to see what the world, like how they, how the world reacts to natives who reclaim and natives who know their power. Yeah. They're scared, fear. So we're on the road walking, drumming. People passing by, you fucking, you fucking Indians, get the fuck off the road, you fucking, <laughs> Crazy. you fucking savages. And my kids right here. I wanted to fucking. I'm getting another one
0: of those things where it's like, no, this is the new days and times. It's not back in the days. No, your, your kids are there with you,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Going? So like, if my, you know, if it was just like a year before, I would have. Figured out a way to get at them. Mm -hmm. But I I, I realized that me keeping my composure and protecting my son, of course, and staying on my mission, that is way more powerful than me going and striking that motherfucker in the head. Yeah. Because I could get locked up, boom, right where they wanted me and right where they think we should be, Mm -hmm. I'm in there, back in there. And that's what I'm not trying to do anymore. Yeah. So I stayed the course, you know, and, and after that, um, parts of that day are in my red winter video, like you'll see shots at the end of these like old old ladies, old cookums. Mm -hmm. And they're like wearing like stuff like this, Mm -hmm. you know, like you see it and they're walking and that was the actual March, you know, we use footage from that in Mm -hmm. the video and also marches all over the world rallies. I mean, um, all over North America, Turtle Island, New York city, they were having uprisings because there's natives everywhere, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everywhere. Every major city center is like either on some uh, a tribe's ancestral land mm-hmm. or around it, right? Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden there's an uprising, boom. I was like, I, what what am I doing making music about selling crack and shit?" Mm. You know? Cuz I made this song called Paper Music Back in the day and I was talking about hustling. And I actually did that song with the Gila, who actually became on to be one of the XO, one of the main guy, one of the big guys in XO. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then he was with Capital Profits, I think, belly
2: them. Oh, salute to belly, yo. Yo, you know, so yeah. the, the history runs Way deep. Back.
1: And it was dope. He was he was feeling it. The Gila was with it. Everybody loved it. But I was just thinking, just something that just doesn't feel right. You know, it felt like I was like doing the wrong thing for some reason. Mm -hmm. So I made that red winter song, boom, it went viral. Like you said, Right, and that's like, yo, this is, I started living a little bit different. You know, I didn't get away from the alcohol. Then I was literally still like one foot in the trap still, Mm -hmm. you know, but it took some time to like, fully like separate myself from some of these worlds. Right. Yeah. And some of it was really fucking difficult. You know, mm-hmm. people were calling me this and calling me that, calling me a bitch, calling me all kinds of shit, right? But I like like those people who were saying, you fucking Indian, da-da-da-da. The tunnel vision, bro. Yeah, you can feel that way, but I know who the fuck I am and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And then I made Warpath. I remember I was, um, I was going hard in the gym at the time, and Toolman was sending me these beat packs. And uh yeah. Oh no, no. Just yo. First, you should know that I have risen through the fire and colorful buckskin. The object, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've risen through the fire. <laughs> Gives my I give myself chills. You know, like, oh, that's... like just from thinking about where I was at, at the time. Yeah. And once I You were I, at a crossroads in them times. Boom. And I laid it down with my homeboy NATO. Shout out NATO in Edmonton. He works with Mercules and all them. That's where I met Mercury's and all those cats. Absolutely. Um We we recorded Warpath, And we heard it back and we're like, who the fuck is that? My voice is like booming, mm. you know, because I'm really laid back in conversation, right? But at that time, I just felt like I had to like, there was something, there's anger, there's all types of shit going on that yeah. just came out, right? And it was like, whoa, we got to tap into more Go of this. with that. So we released it, filmed the video, um, went viral, bro. And then that led to all different types of shit. The world started opening up to me. You know? Yeah. Vice from here started calling me out. Mm-hmm. So I started coming into Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, Different publications all over were starting to pop up. And, you know, all over the world, fans started coming into the play. People from Germany, people from Italy, people from all these different places everywhere. You know, and I'm like, oh, shit. They're like, they want to know who's this big, you know, crazy native guy Mm -hmm. going in, right? And um, the homie Taboo from Black Eyed Peas heard it. Okay. And they were just he was was going through some crazy life shit at the time, which explained I wasn't really like the big like Black Eyed Peas fan. I'm going to be real, but I remember earlier on, like maybe five years before that, when I was wilding, I had these little breaks of light where I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna bring my kids to this Black Eyed Peas show for mm-hmm. some goodness," because it all was, you know, I'm I've been on some bullshit. Yeah, and I remember seeing Taboo like come on this like out on this like Tron bike like up in the air and shit, Mm -hmm. you know, like hanging off wires. yeah, this is the black eyed piece Fergie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like flying through the arena and I see his long hair flowing. And I remember the story saying that he was part native. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling my kids, yo, that's a native guy up there. And inside, I was like, I want to do some shit like that. Yeah. Fast forward five years. He's in my DM. Mm. Yo, Warpath is nutty, bro. He's like, I love it. He's like, uh, I would love to work on some music with him. like, come on, man. Black Eyed cheese. come on, yeah. man, you know? And we did this song called Stand Up Standing Rock. Um, I was actually down in Standing Rock, um, just before that. And you can Google that and see there was a big massive native uprising down there. It was a major camp, almost like a town where thousands of natives who were ready to fucking, you know, head up with the bar. Yeah. And, um, boom, that led to like me going out to LA, you know, me, it was wild. When I met, uh, will I am mm-hmm. shout out the black eyed peace family. Fergie wasn't a part of it at that time, but there was just like, kind of like reconnecting the dots and me and taboo started this, well, I should say taboo started this group called max seven, which okay. was a bunch of the indigenous MCs, like Superman, shout out Superman, uh, PJ Vegas from LA who's. His dad is Redbone, like a major, major native group that a lot of people don't realize that. Um, oh, what's the song called? Redbone. Come and get your love.
2: Come and get your love. Okay. I was going to look
0: it up put it on, on the Spotify, see
1: what they're, yeah, what yeah. Popping with come them. and get your love, mm-hmm. which is a major, major song for a long time, you know. And, um, anyways and had all these players. And then we had a Taino girl from, from Miami or from Florida, Puerto Rico, that was part of the mix. And we started like, you know, doing our thing and we actually, he took me to NYC for the first time. Wow. And yo, when I flew into NYC, it was, it was life changing, it was like full circle, bro. I used to watch, I used to see the skyline the run DMC videos or what whatever, mean? whatever have you, right? Like down with the king, that was a big yeah. song for me, you know, and I was like, I'm there and I got paid to be here. Mm-hmm. And we did a show in the NYC screwball center at NYU. I mean, NYU screwball center mm-hmm. and in Manhattan, you know, and that trip was life changing, bro. Cause by that time I knew this cat named Ernie Panicoli. Oh, wow. The, the, the photographer, photographer yeah. who, who used to work for, uh, what's up I think it was, or no, I can't remember source mm-hmm. going way back, amazing before that. photos, yeah, you all need to look them up,
0: do your googles, yeah, crazy book i have I have his last book
1: yeah, I got yeah, I got that's my guy man, that's like my. Like my mushroom, I call him like my grandpa, him. Yeah. but he doesn't like that though. Yeah, you know, he's my he's my bro, he's my big bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, salute to him, man. Big salute to him. He he's got photos with JFK, Biggie, Donna, Tupac, everybody. Naughty by Nature, Quest, that trap called Quest, Nas. He taps in. He, he taps everybody. In. Yeah. He's even got some big Dre's pictures on him now. You know, <laughs> but yo, it it, it was blessed. you, um. Took me on a tour through Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Took me to Biggie's old house. Took me to his hood. Um, took me to this like Biggie like exhibit at uh Bishop on Bedford. I remember, shout out to Bishop on Bedford. It's uh like this art, it's like this art gallery in Brooklyn, in Bed okay. stuy Yep. And they were they had this Biggie day. And he brought me down, and that was full circle for me, bro. Like, as soon as he got on the mic, he was like, yo. Before I say anything, I want to introduce you guys to my man Dreese, who's like the native Biggie and I was like, "Oh, why you got to say that, bro?" I was like, "Yo, don't say that in best style of all places." And then everybody just kind of like looking at me like, "Yo, who's this guy?" right? And I got to uh you know, meet a lot of people in 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 the in Brooklyn. And that just well, I still have people there to this day, but that trip was like everything to me, fam, you know? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love hip hop. Okay, so
0: a few more questions I have here for you, right? Mm-hmm. Even like with, like now that, you know, um, you've, you've made it, made it as a more prominent artist in the scene. You're doing your thing, right? I want to like kind of switch gears a little bit. Because you've been able to see a lot of stuff and you're still connected like you're you still have your feet to the ground of what's going on like let's say in the streets per se
2: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
0: um without being in the streets, yeah, right, is there polys between tribes fam like besides what you've mentioned of like the the separation that's happened from the residential schools and stuff like that, is it like bleed into gang culture where there's like be and they're like, but they're actually tribes? Nah, nah, nah. Because it, you know what, poly's what I'm talking about, right? Like we have them over here like politics.
1: Yeah, no, no. I, I mean like one of the crazy things is like, like say you take Winnipeg for example where a lot of like a lot of gangs were formed like native gangs. Yeah. Um, A lot of those people in those in those groups they had no idea that they could be the same tribe mm. or like you know what i mean or they could even be the same family but they have no connection anymore to the to the culture so they don't they're not not aware of that yeah so like instead of seeing like yo that's my anishinaabe brother right there he's like yo that motherfucker's the ops yeah you know what i mean like and that's that's it and but there's not no real like, yo. Know, this this tribe is this gang, or this tribe is that gang, because that's not how we work.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like when
1: it comes to like, like uh the the real. uh I shouldn't say the real, but like the, uh, the like the relation, the tribe, the tribal relations. It's at the core mm-hmm. is ru- is basically like kind of ran by and like. All the elders the elders are the ones who like paved the way and kind of show you know lead by example right so we don't have we might have historical beefs like of course back in the day yeah we were just us so you know we 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 might have beefed over a territory that had more buffalo or like this and that
2: right but it
1: didn't carry through to the streets to where like there's Cree gangs and Nishinaabe gangs. So okay. You got all these, these people mixed in now. They're, so the
0: gangs, they just have a bunch of different guys from different tribes, technically, like from back in the... Yeah. Like they don't, they don't even watch face from what tribe you're from. Like you're yeah. either red or blue or whatever. You're, you're um well, not Latin kings. But whatever like, it may, may whatever be. Whatever the different gangs that people jump into now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, what about set tripping? Now, set tripping, not in the gang sense, but in the tribal sense. Is there ever,
1: like, intertribal beef? Mm, You know, it's just, like, petty shit all the time, but it's not, like, it's never, like, an official tribe, rich tribe, or, like... Like, something fucked up happened, you're like, yo, it went there, bro? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, like, carved out by, like, whose tribe, or, like... It's just mostly, like, personal kind of things. Like, sometimes families might clash yeah yeah in between but it's never like this this like formal like so to speak kind of like beef you know it's Mm -hmm. not like oh you're that then fuck you you know it's it's not like that kind of thing yeah it's more like these certain city centers or sometimes even reses that are big enough like yeah well that that goes back to what you say sometimes there's reses that are all cree Mm -hmm. that have inside beefs yes yeah Yeah. because of the different like they identify with something else that's not the tribe Mm -hmm. i mean something else took over there like set tripping yeah yeah Yeah, because like there is that gangs have set tripping but like
0: if you're all part of the same tribe you all come from the same lineage like the only reason that there would be the beef is like just the different territories money and different other things the other factors yeah you know what i'm saying Yeah. Like, and okay. Now, like, what about the black community? Has there always been like an an allegiance and an alliance with the black community? Or is there, was there a separation at some
1: point in time? Um, you know, I I don't think I I really could speak on that as a whole. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's all just from your personal experience. My personal experience. Cause you,
0: you, you, you mentioned how like when you moved to Calgary, you started, you know, getting to hang out with different cultures and stuff like that, and you know, you started veering a lot towards the Jamaicans and the different people, right? Yeah. But like, is that something that's a regular thing, or that was just you?
1: Um, I, I think it was like a personal thing for me, which happened for a lot of other people mm-hmm. like me. Um, but like, you're so segregated when when you live on the res, bro. Like, you're so separated from. The rest of society Mm -hmm. that you either you're a lot of it is influenced by pop culture and tv back in the day well now it's internet right but back then it was tv and shit Mm -hmm. so it's like however you took to that as your own personal self is how you've seen these people or those people or whoever right and then then you had your own but like i said we were broken down to like the last molecule so that we if we didn't love ourselves, how are we going to love anybody else? Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of misunderstandings there, you know, and that's a lot about what I talk about is that like a lot of our cultures. Well, in particular, like there's a lot of similarities between our cultures and how we were broken down, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So for me, that's that's like a, a Common, common ground that can be like shared. You yeah. Know what I mean, and of course, like I, I always pay respect and, and respect due to the originators of hip hop culture. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and, uh, there's always that respect for me. You know, hip hop, uh, enabled me to be like see past any color, any color. Yeah. You know what I mean? To where hip hop music at its core is about community. You know, it is about uplifting. Mm-hmm. It's about brotherhood. It's about, um, strengthening the community. You know what I mean? That's from what I, from what I gathered, that's where hip hop started. You know what I mean? As a, as a way to like uplift. So I like to think that that's how I kind of came into it mm-hmm. myself. So for me, it was like, I didn't give a shit what color you were. You know uh where you came from. As long as we're all playing the same hip hop, whatever, right? That 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 was my world. It's the common denominator a lot of times, bro. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And my crew was like multicultural, like a motherfucker, bro. You know, yeah, so man. me personally, yeah, it was it was it was always love, man. And like, um, I got put on to like the food, man. I, you know, I like to eat, bro. Mm-hmm. So like, the Vietnamese pho. Uh, the, you know, like I said before, the, the, my favorite is stew chicken, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oxtail. Uh, then you go and, like, you know, your Greeks, your Greek, your Greek foods. And these really opened my, my eyes up and my mind up to all these different cultures. And I was like, okay, hey, these are all part of my circle no matter what. Yeah. You can't break me down from that. Yeah, and that was like a. And now that I look at it, it's like a slap in the face to our oppressors. They don't want that shit, you know, because we we, there's more power in that. You 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 you, you strengthen the community by making it bigger, Mm -hmm. you know, and that I can only speak for myself on that. Yeah. Um. Last couple of questions I have for you, right? Um.
0: What's one thing that? Because a lot of times we have to learn new stuff, right? We're always learning every day. But what's one thing that you had to unlearn?
1: Um, I had to unlearn not giving a fuck. Mm. I had to unlearn that idea of like that simple, I don't give a fuck. Which, in a certain sense though, because I still in a lot of ways do not give a fuck. Yeah. And, that, and that helps me in certain situations but that that i had to unlearn that wild and out shit that Mm self-destruction and i had to unlearn also learn what is self-destruction what are the major players of my self-destruction what are the key factors of my self-destruction and i see that like i said when we see people on the block you know um you know, asking for change, drinking, they're not aware of, I shouldn't say they're not aware, I don't know that, but to me, if they knew those things that I learned or unlearned, then they would be in a better place, yeah. right? But I can't speak for everybody. Personally, I had to unlearn that path to self-destruction Yeah, and realize and learn who put that path there for me Mm -hmm. and who pushed me onto that path and who tried to keep me on that path literally to this day. Yeah. And once I, you know, unlearned a lot of that shit, I was able to get out of those, those blockages, you know? Mm -hmm. And I like to call them those little loops where you get, you know, if your little loop gets too small, you're at a standstill. Yeah. You know? So once I started like unlearning, I started learning what strengthens me yeah what makes my community stronger what is good for my community what's not good for my community Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like i can go deep on that shit bro and like uh, i'll just leave it at that yeah man well what what can we look up
0: look what could we look forward to coming up from jesus man um
1: i got some new music coming Mm -hmm. real real soon you let me hear a banger like off camera Yeah, yeah 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 um I've been working with the homie Dakota Bear. I've been working with a lot of cats, but me and Dakota Bear got some very special stuff coming up. Let's see. Just a lot, a whole lot of goodness. Like I recently got onto the, the show called Yellowstone. Okay. So that kind of opened up this new doorway into like film and shit. Mm-hmm. So I've been getting sent some scripts in that here and there. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a harder game to get into, but just to be sent. Those scripts made me feel like, oh shit, maybe there's something else
2: out there. Yeah. You know I mean? So
1: definitely look out for me and, and more in that world. But in the, in the very near future, um, I got some new bangers coming out real quick.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Yo, bro, this, where, what are we at right now? We're at like about an hour and 33. Let's say when I, with the little in the betweens, hour and 30, like this right here has been a very enlightening and insightful conversation, uh, bro. Like, one of the best conversations, if not the best conversation I've had on camera. Respect, bro. In a long freaking time, bro. Respect. Like, I I feel that we've learned a lot about Jesus, as well as the different things that are going on in, in the indigenous community. And just, you know, we got to see into the eyes of a hip-hop artist who a lot of times We'll get left on the outskirts, but you're you're really making your way through, fam. And I'm I'm proud of you for doing it, bro. Thank you, my G. You know what I'm saying? Respect. Listen, fam, uh, I appreciate you coming through. And for all the people who are tapping in here, make sure to share this, okay? Because this is jewels right here. This is not just a little flim-flam, rah-rah-ting, fam. Make (laughs) sure to share this to the people out there. Hit the like button, all that good stuff. And make sure to hit the subscribe button. Another one in the vault. You're off of this.
2: We love hip-hop, we love hip-hop, 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 hip-hop.